0: Welcome to episode 117, 117 episodes of Chesting Unchained on DNBR. Thank you to Adam for producing uh, 117 episodes of this bad boy. Uh, make sure you get down to DNBR, check out the bar. Uh, it's down off of Colfax. It's a special place, especially with now everything being open because of COVID, no restrictions. Uh, it's a damn special place to go watch sports, especially your My High Team. So get down to DNVR and support uh, local small businesses uh first and foremost 117 uh which the Unchained episodes and we roll uh with my man Casey Roddick here who just signed up for NIL through six uh, zero he's part of the Dungeon family has been for a long time down here grinding and getting better uh so it's pretty pretty awesome to have him on the team for name image and likeness we'll talk about all that Casey welcome to the show brother how are you today I'm doing good thanks for having me. yeah man we got uh we got a lot of work in this morning Billy Turner was just in house uh, right tackle for the Packers Got a lot of good work in this morning in here, uh, grinding, getting you ready for for your junior year up at CU, getting Billy ready for, what, his eighth season now, going into the National Football League, just restructured his deal with Green Bay. So we have a lot to talk about here today, as usual. Uh, episode 117, as usual, is brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings. The DraftKings Sportsbook is my favorite sportsbook. It's also America's top-rated uh, sportsbook app uh, it's You always get your money back. The investments always save. Their odds are right on spot. They do a great job. You can place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits. and, and uh, it's- if America wins any medals in this year's Olympics, which is pretty much a guarantee we're going to talk about the Olympics, hopefully they haven't. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete on the stand in the podium, receiving a gold, silver, or bronze. We only want gold, but hey, we'll take all three. Uh, that's 101 to 1 odds. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is the easiest way to navigate. It has play instructions for the new betters. It's nearly limited ways to get you in on all the action. So remember, download the top-rated DraftKings app, and, uh, and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal, which is going to happen. That code is DNVR. Turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Call only. the new customers only in apply. supply. New detail or uh, uh, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call one 800 4700 And we fucking roll. All right, so episode 117, McChesney Unchained. We roll. We'll get straight into the Olympics. Look, I don't know how you feel about this. But I the the Summer Olympics are dope for the sprinting mm-hmm. and the basketball. I agree. Other than that, it, it's cool. I mean, it's the Olympics. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen because of what's going on in Japan with COVID and so on and so forth. They're talking about maybe postponing the games or canceling them. Um, so a couple things. Number one, the the basketball. Oh, my God, dude, the basketball team this year is not what they've been in the past, but they still should win the gold,
1: you know, I mean, come on, (laughs) the the thing about it is like you got to respect each team got to respect each country with their, with their guys. Do we but, really? But at the same time, it's the USA. I mean, we've been running stuff ever since ever since I've been alive. Since the, look, since <laughs> the Dream Team was was
0: around, and I, I was lucky to be a kid when the Dream Team played. Mm-hmm. It was special. Yeah. I also I was also in college when the Allen Iverson-led USA team finished like third. Yeah. That's not special. Kevin Durant's on this team. Booker's on this team. They're loaded, though. Even if they are second-tier stars with the exception of Durant, and they don't have the big dogs, we should bump the other teams. I, I agree. And I know that the world is better. I get it. I mean, they've got good. Spain's good. Wherever uh, uh, Lucas from, they're yeah. going to be pretty good because he's good. Exactly. I don't know if Russia is going to make it or if, or if Nicola plays for Serbia or whatever. But that's kind of my point is we, the United States sets the table when it comes to basketball. We've got the best players. I'd like to think they can run and, and win a goal. I don't know. Obviously, I'm I'm pumping USA here. That's what we do. Exactly. I'm not going to go fucking. (laughs) And And so we'll we'll see what happens with that. But we're going to talk about the NBA finals, and I know you're a huge Laker fan. I want to get into you know just the Western Conference and NBA, and as we get into this, you know, Adam, our producer is is I don't know if there's anybody more knowledgeable about basketball that I know other than him. So maybe he can jump in on with us down the road. As we continue here on the Olympic stuff, episode 117, McChesney on okay, chain. My man, Casey Roddick here, starting guard for your Colorado Buffaloes, joins us here. Um, Casey is part of this family down here, Dungeon Family. He just signed up for name, image, and likeness. We'll talk about that a little bit too. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I just want your opinion when I ask this question. I know it's sensitive. Look, mm-hmm. we're in Colorado, weed's legal here. If you're an adult and you want to use it as medicine, I encourage you to. I, I don't drink, I smoke. Mm-hmm. I indulge every day, okay? It, it helps me a ton. It helps me relax. I, I find the benefits in in God's plan, okay? Yeah. The female sprinter that got s- suspended and can't run on the Olympics because she smoked. How do you feel about this? How do you feel
1: about that? Knowing that, I, I'm not too, too educated on her name. I think her name is Shaqari. Yeah. I think that... Yeah, so the the chick was really fast. During, during the circumstances that happened with her mother passing away, it's just for her to go and and do kind of like a gateway drug is, is exceptional. If my mother passed away, that was my rock. That was the person who birthed me and nurtured me. I do the same thing. But, so, but, doing, but look, I
0: guess my point on this is I, look, I indulge. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if she smokes. It's not yeah. a performance enhancer. I find it hilarious when people say that. Um, but, but in the, contract and the rules Mm -hmm. it specifically says we're going to test you for this yeah if you test positive for it you don't get to run yeah so regardless of whatever excuse we're using and i'm not saying it's not a valid excuse it is i know that it's traumatizing when you lose a
1: parent if that rule is there i
0: can't sit here
1: and feel bad for her although i think she should run Yeah, and that's what I was—that's what I was getting to. If it's in the fine print that you shouldn't indulge in those activities, then then you can't do it. it. You gotta be a pro. That's what being a pro is. And and I understand that. I understand that the the law was in her state where medical marijuana or marijuana was legal. Yeah, it's still it's in it's in the fine print. You sign the contract. You gotta read. So I mean. It's, it's just it's just a tough situation for her and and for the Olympics I think and, and look, I want people to understand as an athlete and as a guy who works with
0: athletes, as a coach um, and as a media member and a, a person who I, I use marijuana as medicine. Mm-hmm. It's not for everyone. If you're a kid, it shouldn't be used. Mm-hmm. It needs to be used correctly. It can't be abused, everything can be abused. And if it's done correctly, it's an it's an asset and a medicine. If it's done incorrectly, it's a crutch, and if he, yeah. it, it, it it keeps people from attaining their goals. Yeah, there's tons of lazy motherfuckers out there who can't handle it, and they shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're everywhere. So there's I know tons of potential people that have so much potential, and let substances destroy them. I, I hope that this situation points more people to, to read the contract, not necessarily just legalize everything. I agree. I'm not saying look, she's not a bad person for smoking no, dope. Good, good for you. Go smoke. And that's the way you want to enjoy yourself and relax. But I, I think this, instead of just saying, oh, we should absolutely let her run and it's wrong and people should be able to smoke. My rebuttal to that is, yes, you're right. She should be able to run. She's not going to. Yes, she should be able to smoke. So on and so forth. But... I hope this encourages people to actually like read the fine print of the contract, read the rules and regulations. Yeah. That's the route I'd rather take rather than just saying everything's legal. That doesn't make sense. I mean, there's rules for a reason as well. There are rules. So, this is not no. Okay, Donnie, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on here. Episode 17 Chesney on Chamber Man, Casey Roddick here uh, in the film room down at 60 Football Academy. This place is truly the bridge to everyone's goals. From Casey to, we signed up Greg Nugent, starting center for Stanford. Uh, Bear Miller, the starting tackle for Stanford. They've both been with me since they were in high school. Uh, we've got Jake Wiley, the starting right tackle for CU right now, fight for that starting job. He went to even press. He's been with me since high school. They're all on NIL. Uh, and it's great to have them part of this family officially down here. at Six I'm really, really glad that this is actually happening. So I want to get into that right now. We might as well. We're going <clears> to <throat> jump all over the place today. Name, image, and likeness. You're, you're on the name, image, and likeness brand ambassador. Get here at six zero allows you to sit in the studio, be part of the podcast, to rep the business, to actually be able to be comfortable with where you hustle, where you grind. Yeah. Okay to to you know go out and tell everyone. So number one, you know, you, you didn't have to sign up the name image and likeness, right? It's not like I'm paying you a thousand dollars post or anything. So why? What 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 is six zero bring that other that other places don't? What have you learned since you walked in the door and, and how do you see the name, image and likeness moving forward as a as a current starter on a Power Five football team and an NFL future inside or in front of you, knock on wood as we continue to grind. The benefits of the NIL, and then where you think some of these pitfalls could go, and then also how's the college and and the schools and the coaches? How have they uh, responded to all this?
1: Yeah, I mean, but, but down here at six zero, it's an opportunity for me to get one taught by a pro, two developed by a pro, and then three. Just getting just get knowledge from other pro guys who come in here. I mean, this morning I saw you ducking it up the whole time with BT. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's, it's the beauty of, this it's a, place. It's a beauty of it. I'm, I come in and I get to talk talk not only you, but other guys who come in, Sam Jones and, and Billy Turner, and get to chop it up with them and understand, like, what certain techniques I should do and, and get alternate opinions on the game as well. So, I mean, I'm a sponge with all of that. And so to see a guy who's been in the league for eight years, I mean, Still that's in here grinding. Still, right? still in here working every day. I mean, yep. that's that's the motivation. So, in terms of NIO, I mean, with with now that this is legal, I think it's a great opportunity for college athletes to finally build their brand. Especially for high-profile athletes to build their brand. I'm not saying that I'm a high-profile athlete, I aim but at every power 5 yeah. division one player
0: has the potential to
1: be a hot, high, a high-profile, exactly
0: high-profile
1: position. Exactly. That's the exactly. fucking point. Exactly. And the the one thing that I don't want to see though is that it getting taken advantage of, to where I see that like athletes greedy. are being greedy. So yeah. I see where athletes are kind of getting taken advantage from these big organizations to where they sign a contract and all of a sudden they owe $10,000 somehow to them. They don't even know. It. That's the only thing that I just don't want to see because one, Look, I'm you're just <laughs> talking about this. Careful what you sign. You're <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's five front on that shit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God, I didn't sign something today. Look. <laughs> exactly. I'm, Got not, I'm not one that's going to go out <laughs> and get an agent right now, but later on down that road, if I sign something right now that I don't fully know, it's kind of like I'm signing my life away. I to agree. Someone. I agree. So, I mean, there's that kind of, it's great in a sense to where we can honestly represent ourselves and our university and our brand, but at the same time, it's kind of, we have to be careful of what we, what we produce and stuff like that. Absolutely. Like one of the coolest things
0: I've seen the last two days is one of the coolest things I've seen in the last two days is my COO's son, Carter Jones is going to Michigan, mm-hmm. right? And he, and Michigan has already figured out, how the wrap, I think, it was $10 from each jersey sold goes to the player. Awesome. So now Michigan is working with their players on the NIL. And it's just, I'm telling you, man, there's so much potential for this. I think that's a really great idea. I'm hoping that this Wild West mentality here with NIL, I hope it takes off in a positive direction, like you said. Yeah. Because, it look, anytime you involve money, it mm-hmm. has the potential to poison the situation exactly money and friends poison family and money poison you yeah. know like it just it's what it is you can't help it because money sets the table that's the way it works exactly so now if you're if you guys are all producing something that people love and there's ticket sales and that, the stadium's full that place is going to be rocking this year and is good which i think you guys should have the potential to be a very good football team it's only going to raise the profile of the players it's going to raise the profile of the places that they represent and and i i love this because it's forcing professionalism. And if I would have had that in college, if I would have been from, you know, went to Niwot High School, being from Boulder County, if we were really good when I was there, started the whole time and a future NFL player, it's something that I definitely would have maximized from an NIL and monetary standpoint, right? But it also would have kept me accountable. Exactly. When I started getting paid to play football, when I figured out in my you know rock of a brain, when Coach Wilson said, son, if you keep going down this road, here you gonna fuck it up. You are gonna be standing at a strip club in front of the strip club as a bouncer. I'm gonna come in and see me. like hey man, how are you doing? Good to see. You? Can I get the good table? He 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 should She got the fucking class. Huh? Go run with there and give me three blades of grass. <laughs> when he said that to me, I was like, okay, he's right. This man wouldn't lie to me, and I was, I was doing it wrong. And it, when I started taking it seriously, and I knew there was that monetary goal that pot of gold, you know, the rainbow there, it changed me completely. But what I had done up to that point hurt me so bad when I came to character and all that issues getting into the NFL that I went undrafted. Mm -hmm. So if anything, this forces guys to start getting ready for the NFL now. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this. I talk about it with my pros all the time. If you are getting ready for the National Football League in four months after your senior season, junior season, you are going to struggle.
1: Yeah. That's why the dropout rate is so high in the league. Yeah. And I think it's on the on the flip side of that, it also gives it a sense to where as athletes, we kind of if we're getting all this money right now, we're getting all this notoriety right now, it kind of deteriorates us from looking at what's the ultimate goal, and that's making it to the NFL yep. first and foremost. It's not about getting the money right now. The money's going to come to you regardless. If you can play, you can play. Well, if you work, you have work ethic. You're going to get paid in, in any circumstance. I mean, exactly. if you're a janitor, be the best goddamn janitor possible. You'll get paid. Exactly that's
0: the way it works. Exactly. So, so look, the NIL has tons of benefits. I'm very eager to see how it goes. You know, how, how many college guys are on commercials? Which guys are actually getting the money? If it re- builds resentment in the room. Mm-hmm. if there's guys who are getting paid and then others aren't, you know, there's certain guys that are in the in the in college football right now that I didn't sign up for NIL and it's not personal, but if you're not going to be on the field consistently, if I don't think you're a starting caliber player as an, as a businessman and this is the beauty of football as a business, as a businessman, it just kind of is what it is until you're on the field and you can actually represent the brand, right? Yeah. It's hard for me just because you're part of six zero to start Investing in you as a brand ambassador in NIL, so it could be another motivating factor for the for other guys too. Yeah. So you know, man, I really need to get this and really need to be on top of my shit so I can obtain some of these goals rather than just signing fucking NIL bills. I agree. It's one of the things why I didn't go after too many guys I didn't know. I agree. Like, I'm going to talk to broussard about it, but I don't know him. Exactly. I know Lamin and Wells. Like it. That, that's why I talked to him about it. I know Chad will at Wyoming. We put him into Wyoming up there. He just you just made the watch list for the Bagnarok Award, just like Nate. Mm-hmm. did. Congratulations to both of them. That's why I'm talking. I know Aiden, Kia, at Notre Dame. They're nose tackles. But I'm talking to him. We placed him. So I'm not going after guys that don't know. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that the potential for this is just through sort of the fucking rooftop. Sort I
1: agree. And I'm excited to see what the next couple of years is going to do. But I'm, at the same time, it's like a lot of kids are going to gravitate towards those major media places in the world such as oh, like, well. like in florida your texas and your uclas and for and for other schools to try to compete with that's going to be tough but at the same time we still have to understand that we're here for for one a degree and two it to get to the next level as well so the coaches they've been pretty receptive to it and everybody's been cool i haven't personally talked to any coaches about it but from from my standpoint i think that they agree that it's a great it's a big, it's a big change in college football. I think, I I think, think it's a, a great positive change. Good. Yeah. Look,
0: man, the only people that are actually looking at football as a that's not a business are the players. And that's why they get played. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So everybody else in in football is a businessman. So the players get played because they think it's all about just effort and blah blah blah. And it is. But now that money's involved, man, it, it forces maturity. It forces you to understand what you're doing with the money. It forces you to actually be able to stand up because now you got a plan behind you, not just a, a school. Exactly. Okay. And I, I just, I think it forces professionalism and that's what we're looking for. Every coach on earth is just looking for the mature kid in the group so they can actually coach for real. So I don't have to sit here and fucking apologize for coaching somebody too hard or, oh my God, Mac cursed or whatever. This just, it kind of thins the herd still. So I the know. most professional and the guys who actually understand what we're doing and in the football world, they're going to excel. The guys who need, you know, their nuts tickled every time they do something right, ain't. And you're not going to get any money thrown yeah. behind you either because... Uh, did you watch because uh, we're going to go back into basketball, your role of place here on 117, today with Chesney and change, but Casey Roddick starting guard for the Buffalo's collar Buffaloes joins us here in, in uh, the lab down at six zero. We're going to go on to the NBA here in a minute. But in that in the, uh, the last dance documentary, the 10 part, Michael Jordan, you know, was was in there saying, you know, that if I couldn't have played, I wouldn't have gotten any of those deals. My game is the only thing that backed up the endorsement. And that's like, even on a small time level with NIL, as a businessman, same thing. If you're a baller, I'm going to try and do business with you. That's the way this works. So. Exactly. I agree. We'll see how this goes moving forward at NIL and 117 rolls here. McChesney Unchained. Um, we talked about the Olympics. We've talked about NIL and Colorado Buffaloes a little bit. Let's get into this. Game six, the NBA Finals is tonight. Okay. Monday night, uh, it's back in Milwaukee. They got an opportunity to shut the door on Phoenix. Phoenix won the first two. Milwaukee's won the last three and looked good doing it. Um, How do you feel about the finals this year? I mean, I understand it may not be two sexy teams, but I actually thought it's been pretty competitive.
1: There hasn't been any real blowouts. Game five was super competitive. Yeah. Thoughts? I know you're a huge fan. (laughs) Um, To be honest, I've never seen... Suns or the Bucks or the Hawks really just be good in my entire lifetime throughout yeah. alive So it's really nice to see all these teams kind of kind of come out and compete. Especially. I love parody in the NBA. I, I love it. It's it gives it a sense that there's more than just the super team, more than just LeBron, more than just LeBron as well. But I mean, in terms of the in terms of the finals, these a great finals so far. I see a lot. People people might disagree with me on this, but I see a lot of Kobe Bryant and Devin Booker. I do too. I, I think Book Book is.
0: He's very fluid. He's Mm -hmm. explosive off his first step. Mm -hmm. From a leadership perspective, I don't know if you're ever going to find anybody in a match Mamba, but I I like Book. I think Phoenix has a great core. If if Chris Paul doesn't stay in Phoenix, I hope the Nuggets go after him hard, honestly. I think we need that kind of floor general uh, Mm -hmm. at, at the one. Even though Murray's that guy, I would love to. score at the yeah, at the one, I would love to see Murray more of a shooting guard role mm-hmm. uh, rather than always handling the basketball. And you know, we've got Nicole, I and mean, he's a point center. So mm-hmm. the as a Laker fan, did, first of all, did you see the new space jam? I did not. No. Not yet. You Got to watch that. I'm not saying I didn't like it, mm-hmm. but I'm going to revert to Jordan's. But again, <laughs> I liked it more. And man, I'm just an old head, so that's the way it is. But LeBron. And wow. Durant and Curry and all these, there's like the upper echelon that everybody knows about, right? Guys yeah. in that group, it's like the the like halfway NBA fan knows that these guys are special, mm-hmm. and then there's this other tier of players that came out in the in the playoffs this year and really started balling. Yeah. The the Youngs, the, the lucas really established himself as a top five player in the world. How many top five players can you really have though? Because it seems to me like there's 35 top five players.
1: I, I agree, I think there's like a the tier 10 and then everybody after that is kind of. So what is separating
0: everyone like? My, I guess is, my, my question would be, I put Jordan on such a pedestal because of six. He never lost the finals. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, I can't like I can't discredit LeBron. He made ten in a row. You know what I mean? That's that's a big competition. That's huge. Like, where does Durant rank in all this? What what kind of is he going to stay? Where does the Golden State dynasty rank in all this? As we talk about the NBA as a yeah. here, because I think there's going to be a drop off when LeBron is gone. Mm-hmm. When that
1: happens, who's going to carry this mantle with all these young stars in your opinion? In my opinion, it's Kevin Durant. He's either Kevin Durant or Giannis Deacon Poufou. So talk about Giannis. He's a two-time MVP. Uh You think they win tonight? You like Milwaukee? I I, I like Milwaukee tonight. If not tonight, then I think that they take it to a seven. And I still got Milwaukee So you still think Milwaukee wins? I still got Milwaukee. And they were down 0-2 to
0: Brooklyn, too, and came back and won. I think they closed them in six, right? Exactly. They won four straight. So this is another opportunity to do that to Phoenix is Giannis just
1: a throwback man? Because you feed him in the post, I don't care who's on him, he's getting two. I mean, he's, not, he's for getting the bucket. For him to have 20 attempts inside the paint and have 40 points is actually incredible. Every he time has, he shoots a three, I yell at the two. <laughs> no! <laughs> I mean he's going, he gets into the paint, he's going against DeAndre Aiden. He's going against Jay Crowder, which was I, I don't huge mismatch. A huge mismatch. And then and Crowder's, Crowder's a hell of a player, but that's a massive mismatch. Exactly. But to be honest, nobody can stop me honest right now. In inside the paint, outside, you can stop him. But is this maybe, a, is this an asterisk here? Uh, I don't see how it can be for the Eastern Conference. I mean, I don't care if
0: somebody was hurt, that's part of the game. Yeah. I understand they were down 2-0 well, and then Kyrie went down and they ran off four straight, but if you're Kevin Durant, you're the best player in the world. Can't let that happen.
1: Sorry, bro. Can't let it happen. I mean, at the same time, you look at the flip side in the West. You got LeBron that was out. You got AD that was out. Jamal Murray was out. Jamal Murray was out. In my opinion, Denver Nuggets should be in the final. I agree. Jamal Jamal Murray stays healthy. The Nuggets are As a Lakers fan, I don't think that the Lakers get through the Nuggets. Just this year. Well, they didn't get through the Suns. So,
0: like, (laughs) this is kind of my point is, if the Western Conference, if they want to look at the Western Conference as a – asterisk because they didn't have to play a healthy Lakers team, they didn't have to play a healthy Knight team, and they didn't play a healthy Clipper team. Yeah, I can get with that. I can sit there and go, look, I understand that they got there, and I'm happy for them. I'm happy for CP. I'm happy for Phoenix. That's cool. Whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I watched the the Suns and the and the Bulls play in a final series once, and Barkley was outstanding in it. And Thunder fucking Dan Marley, but you know they, they were playing the Bulls. Bulls go win. Mm-hmm. I Phoenix, I, I love what they've done. They have a great young core, but. You're telling me if LeBron and AD are healthy, they beat the Lakers? No. You're telling me Jamal Murray's healthy, they and the Nuggets are rolling, they beat the Nuggets? No. You're telling me if Kawhi Leonard's on the on the court, Paul George is pulling thirty out of the basket every night, Kawhi's there too, they beat the Clippers? No. So, if anything, I think Milwaukee plans the door in their face. I think they definitely went at home. I know my boy David Backer is going to be out there double fist. Hell yeah! <laughs> Fucking uh, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, just <laughs> like all night. And all this pops out there hammering him. Yeah, yeah! So, so I, I think that there's the. I like the finals matchup. Yeah, I understand that, and the NBA is full of a bunch of spare weather fans that can only get behind the big names if they want to just casually watch, but. Giannis, Giannis is a two-time fucking MVP. That's a pretty damn big name. For a reverse, Paul is the first Hall of Famer. That's a huge name. Aiden is a max player. He's balling the fuck out. Yeah. Kevin Booker is an absolute stud and a baller. Yeah. But I love the role players on both teams. Cameron Payne is in pretty well. He's He's killing it. Yeah. I, I I love the Bridges kid. He, he's a baller the majority of the time. He fucked me over the other night. I'm like, back to bastard." <laughs> but but he's usually pretty consistent. Yeah, I, I'd like to think that they can build off that the West, but I'm telling you, the West—the West. Right?
1: The, every single team in the West has somebody, Super has a star, R&D. has a star. The West is so deep.
0: So, okay, as a Laker fan, mm-hmm.
1: who do you who are you
0: trying to go after in free agency this year? Who do you think they need mm-hmm. add? You want Dame Lillard? I want Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard Lilla goes Lakers. to the Lakers. I'm going to have a
1: heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even handle myself. Come on, I man. Want, I need that to happen. But that's flip side, at the same time. We have to keep drumming because we need rebounds. And we still have to go – we kind of have to go after either Brooke Lopez or we have to go after Spencer Dinwiddie. What about a guy like Blake Griffin? It's, it's he ball out for Brooklyn, he, right? he did ball out, but at the same time, we have Drummond right there, too. I'd rather take Drummond currently right now over Blake. Old school Blake Griffin without a doubt. You think right? LeBron gets another ring before he's done? I, I know so. You know so? I know so. Want with the Lakers uniform Laker, on? One more. One more with the Lakers. So the Lakers are – if they get Damian Lillard this upcoming year. How about Steph Curry? I've heard a lot of rumblings so that they may move on from Steph. I just can't see that. I can see Clay Thompson. I can't
0: see Steph Curry. Uh, if Klay Thompson gets back to Golden State, they're going to be watching with three you think so? Fuck yes, dude! Absolutely. <laughs> they don't have a big right now. Oh, big. They got the best shooter in the fucking history of the bat of basketball. Plus, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green's a prick in the post. He's a modern day Dennis Rodman without the finger in the ass shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, like I, the that number one pick from last year is going to be healthy next year. They got yeah. another high pick this year. I just think they're on the right path, and they've got that championship DNA. They look, man, the Lakers are a fucking powerhouse. They always have been, but I, I can't. I think LeBron's.
1: I'm not saying he's done. Mm-hmm. I'm saying LeBron's run is done. I think if you get a guy like Damian Lillard, it takes the if they get the Lillard, well, they're winning. The if time. they get a guy like Damian Lillard, it takes the the burden off of LeBron because one, he doesn't have to carry so the ball. So you're, you're saying we got back. Davis, LeBron, and Dame time. And Dame time, fucking just package seal it, send
0: them the trophy. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the that's what they That's off. what they have to do. Fuck that. <laughs> As a Nugget fan, look, I I love the Lakers because they rebuilt the NBA with the Celtics. When I was a kid, I was uh, I was born in 81. So I got to grow up with my watching my dad watch the Celtics Lakers. Literally every fucking year in the finals was awesome. Mm. And then, you know, at the end of the era, it was bad boy Pistons, which was awesome. And then after that, it was Jordan and the entire 90s was his era. So I'm spoiled dog. I grew up in the best 20 year run in the NBA history, in my opinion. I, got, I was, you know, in college when Kobe and they, they won three in a row and there was those great fucking series with the Kings and the Trailblazers and to this, uh, this like perception that there's no super teams back in the day is the most fucking hypocritical bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah. The Bulls absolutely stacked their roster yeah, when man. they went and got fucking Dennis Rodman. Like, the Lakers were stacked. It's the Lakers at one point at Gary Payton, Carmelone, Shaq, and Kobe and score their five. Yeah. And they lost in the finals. Yeah. So I i don't want to hear this, like, especially from ex-players talking about super teams. Barkley like sits on a TNT, he's like, Well, what are these super teams? And I'm like, Dog, you went to Phoenix to create a super team, then you went to Houston, and you had you would come off two finals wins. And the only new addition was your fat ass and you lost to the Jazz. <laughs> and I was angry as fuck about that because I wanted to see what Barkley and the Dream and Drexler and those great Houston teams that won two when yeah. Jordan was out. Yeah. Bro, I definitely wanted to see them in the finals over the fucking Jazz. That would have been dope. <laughs> that <laughs> squad against
1: the Bulls squad and I still think Chicago wins but god damn that would have been tight. And my perception right now with the whole super teams is kind of right now the game is kind of going towards media outlets of the world so you see the super teams being created in new york you see the super teams being created in miami when lebron went to miami so the super teams when you were back in your day in chicago the media capital of the world then you go to los angeles you got ad you got lebron And if you had damian lillard that's a big endorsement brand and then all of a sudden you go over to los angeles with, with the clippers right across the street and you go you got, you got Kawhi, and you got Paul George, Pat Bev, you got those three. And so I think right now it's kind of t- going towards the media capitals where they can get the most out of their brand and play and play the best ball that they can as well. So is, is Denver a media capital? No. Not for basketball. Not it's, for basketball. Not yet. Exactly. You need to win a title in order for
0: that to happen. Yeah. All right. So you, you're taking Milwaukee tonight? I'm, taking, I'm Milwaukee. taking Milwaukee tonight too. Make sure if you're going to go on DraftKings and Bet. You use the promo code DNBR in any of those... Uh, those uh promos and i guarantee you get yourself a deal uh i'm going to be you know i usually try and parlay the point scores because i i don't really like the over-unders and, and the spreads i i try and i always outsmart myself on that dumb shit. uh but i you know last year was pretty productive uh as a sports better so we'll hopefully you know the halfway through this year it's been pretty productive as well uh DraftKings will always take care of you on that all right so moving forward here uh, Golden Colorado Buffaloes or actually we'll end with those well, let's go into to the Broncos real quick so the Broncos open camp in a couple of weeks the Aaron Rodgers stuff is kind of calmed down a little bit I intentionally didn't ask Billy about it because he's getting it from every angle. Um, I think the rest of the Broncos like roster is outstanding the quarterback position is a major fucking issue in my opinion. Who's your protein I know you're you know you're one two years out of playing on Sunday your damn self so that's why we're in here fucking grinding just give give me your opinion as an outsider coming to Colorado. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos, the fan base, just everything. And who's who's your pro team? You're a Raiders fan?
1: No, my, my older brother is a Raiders fan, but I, to be honest, I like watching certain players on certain teams. So I like watching Trent Williams. That's how, that's how I am too. Exactly. I like, like I'm a
0: huge Jet fan because I played for him. Dolphins can mm-hmm. suck it. I grew <laughs> up watching the Broncos, so I'm a huge fan of them. Yeah. But I, I love watching
1: players. I love watching. I like watching Lamar Jackson. Oh my god, he's so fun to watch. I, I love watching guys like on the offensive line, like when Marshall Yonda was playing as well, David on and Castro ball. on the on the Steelers as well. When Yonda and Jensen were playing next to each other in Baltimore, that was insane.
0: They were that fucking was... murdering one technique. And they, they the have Michael team. Orr playing yep. tackle as well. Yeah, <laughs> man too. So, so when you're looking at individual players down in the NFL, who do you try and emulate your
1: game after as a guard center? Right now, who Brandon. You study the most. Brandon Brooks. Yeah. Brandon Brooks is a. If you yeah, can stay fucking healthy. If the. The downside with that is just he's just a big guy like myself. He gets hurt a lot, but when he's on the field, he's the most dominant on the offensive line. And that's saying with is that, when, so even with Quentin Nelson and guys like that, guys like that. I think Brandon Brooks is the best in the league currently. Best guard in the other Best guard in the league. when, when right, healthy. When healthy, okay, I can get behind that. When Nelson, don't, don't get me wrong. Quentin Nelson is a dog. He's a animal. I would take Quentin Nelson over Brooks just from a health perspective on on merit. I understand that. But I think when a healthy Brandon Brooks, 4,000 pass snaps and not one sack. I mean, if you look at Philadelphia when they made the Super Bowl run,
0: really, I know Nick Foles was the guy, but uh-huh. the key was the health of their offensive line. Healthy Peters, healthy Wayne Johnson, healthy Brooks, healthy Kelsey. Kelsey. I and mean, the entire offensive line's healthy, and they're out there working motherfuckers. That's why it got rain. I mean, especially Coach Wilson was the defensive line coach, D line coach, D coordinator up in Boulder. Coach Chris Wilson, my my coach, and I was there for five years. Obviously, you know Coach Well. over was there talking shit to yeah. in the O line every day. He's a dog. But he was the D line coach in Philly that year, and they were healthy on defense too. The Chris Long, the great Fletcher Cox, Timmy and Jernigan, Timmy Jernigan. They they're got dogs. Dudes over there. They got so They were healthy, and that that allowed them to go make a Super Bowl run. Yeah. Okay, so in the NFL, so much of health, in my opinion, is wrapped up in doing the right thing from a technique standpoint. I think a lot of guys maybe don't know what they're doing on certain plays or haven't developed a technique enough to keep themselves out of harm's way. I truly believe that, and conditioning. So we were talking about this earlier this morning, it goes full circle. What, in your opinion, as a college athlete, getting ready to go to the NFL down the road here two, three years, One, two, three years. What's the what's the. What is keeping guys from truly maximizing themselves as players mentally and physically instead of just taking what the coaches give them in college? There's so many different avenues out there to get better. There's great quarterback coaches. There are great position coaches everywhere. There's great offensive and defensive line specialists everywhere, from Chuck Smith to you know, Willie, the great Willie Anderson who played tackle for the Bengals for all those years, to Charles Bentley, to myself, to Duke down in Dallas. That's just not offense. Uh-huh. You know, and Chuck's a defensive guy, but you get like, like Javon Parker's up in New York doing it, the next teammate of mine, and Tank Reed's in Texas doing it, the next teammate of mine. And, you know, Jordan Palmer, Carson's brother, is a great quarterback coach out in Cali. Like, there's dudes everywhere that can help. So, like, what what is keeping guys from actually going out and improving? I, I feel like a lot of the time with young players and two-week pros and early pros,
1: it's like pulling teeth, bro. It's for me, I had to understand that I need to ask for help. That's what is thing. that?
0: Yeah.
1: That's I'm the biggest sorry. thing. That's the biggest thing for me is that if I want to maximize my potential as an athlete and also as a human being, I need to ask for help. So, so it's somebody. just an ego thing? I think, to be honest, it's a media thing and an ego thing.
0: Just like, it's, especially like one thing I struggle with. Look, I know I'm overbearing to a point and aggressive, and but I look at it like, I'm coming from a place of I didn't maximize. So I want to make sure that guys that I watched, I'm like,
1: hey, you just do this differently. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like the thing about it is with me, like I ask you questions. I ask Andre Gerard questions, one of the best oh, guards. Dre, in the that's my guy. And one of the best guards in Colorado. You want
0: to hear fucking good story? All right, so Dre's playing right guard, okay, in practice. We're doing nine on seven. And I'm the backside defensive end. Okay? And they're running power at me and it's an open side so it's it's Justin Bates and his son Josh just got off by stuff first he's got Oklahoma got Michigan State I've seen him
1: he's a dog he's a monster yeah. he's only a junior
0: yeah so he's playing Josh's or Justin's here playing tackle and then it's Marwan and Wayne Dre, and Vic <laughs> and I don't read my key like a dumbass I'm still a defense but at this point about 280 and uh by the way I'm 288 today you know, but for real that's 91 pounds down sexy as a motherfucker. say something what you know, right there <laughs> so i run up the field like blind dog or meat house. you know i can't see left anyway so i'm like oh look i'm in the backfield like Turn my head just a little bit. And I got ran over by a golf cart once, Bannon like ran me over and broke my leg and shit. And Dre hit me harder than a 60 mile an hour bus pounds and, down the hill. and Dre hit me like in the ear hole, my helmet comes unbuckled. I'm like <laughs> He like lifts me off the ground, drives me in the fucking ground, puts his elbow like right in my chest. He's laying on me, big Dre, stinky fuck, just laying on me. All the I'm like, get off me, Dre. And he's like, read your key, dumbass. And, <laughs> and like after the practice, Peso runs by me and he's like, better read your key, bro. We're gonna run that shit with you all day. And I was like, fuck. so Wilson was grinding on me the whole time, but that like playing with Dre and Vic and Dan Graham. Like I literally went against Dre, Vic, and Dan every day in practice for two years That's and it I mean. took me from being a fucking like a snot-nosed freshman to a grown-ass motherfucking man real quick yeah you either figure it out or these three will eat you alive. yeah yeah that was, that was me when I first came in it's yeah. like it's why I push guys so hard yes yeah. I mean you worked with me a long time dog you know yeah I know you the, know how I understand yes. and I i like I talked to Travis about this the man behind the camera said, hi Travis hi, hi Travis uh, Travis Jones, the COO here at Six Zero Football Academy, his son Connor's committed to Michigan. He's been working with me a long time. The real world doesn't understand me. In the in football world, I'm a, I'm an edgy coach with an attitude that gets the most out of his guys, and I'm respected. The real world looks at it and goes. Well, I don't understand why football, not all football guys are like this. I don't understand why he has to be. And I'm like, well, this is exactly why there's two different worlds. I don't walk into the fucking insurance gig that you have and start criticizing why you do it different than Bob over there. Yeah. So all that said, as a player, what kind of coach gets the most out of you? And then this generation, does it really need to turn into like, constant nut tickling every time somebody does something well because i look at it like that's what we're expected to do we're expected to do things right therefore we don't need to validate stuff that's average or just doing your job doing your job is expected
1: why does everybody need a pat on the back just for doing their job i feel like it's that sense of affirmation that everybody looks for but at the same time, like somebody can, else telling you you can play. It's like you tell. It's like you tell me good job. Like I should expect that I'm doing a good job each and every time. But if you're getting on me and you're yelling at me, then I understand that I'm not to the standard that you want me at. But but now. why am I fucking with you? Because you care about me. You that's, care. The, that's, you the can exactly. that's the same thing. Play exactly. Like if I'm on your ass in
0: this room, mm-hmm. you can play. Mm-hmm. If it's like, hey, how's your family? Good to see you.
1: You can't. You're in trouble, dog. You're I'd rather I'd rather, have, I'd rather have a coach yell at me. Just to get the point across and tell me what's going on, then I'd rather have him just not tickle me. That's the thing about it. Is yeah, it'd be pretty weird if I not with you. <laughs> just
0: saying, there's nothing weirder than like I remember what was what's the head coach at Texas? He was at Houston before, or not Houston? Herman. Yeah, Tom Herman. So <laughs> they're playing some huge fucking game. I think it was Oklahoma, and every single one of those players he kissed on the cheek when they were walking in the locker room. No offense, dog, but I love Coach Wilson the best. He's like my father. But if I'm walking in the motherfucking locker room and he's kissed 15 dudes on the cheek before he kisses me on the cheek, of like, Yo, what the fuck is going on right now? Are we here to play football and make the fuck out? You really want to kiss me? Uh, no. So I'm just saying, that was fucking weird. I don't know why my head went there, but did. All right, so rolling here. Um, let's talk about the let's talk about the season here a little bit. The Friday night game against UNC on the third of September is going to be the biggest party in Folsom history, in my opinion just how excited are you, number one, to get back on the fucking field with all your boys? And I know, I know y'all are chomping at the fucking there. I'm looking at it like we've got a big-time, physical, deep offensive line. Mm-hmm. We have a really athletic, smart, young quarterback. Okay. You know, with are going to Oregon State, bro, the writing was on the wall that everybody knew who was going to play. And I appreciate Sam so much. He doubt. did such a great job for the team. And, bro, I really hope he's the starter when they come to Bulls and whip that ass <laughs> uh, and say thank you at the same time. <laughs> um, I think that the backfield is loaded. You've got Broussard coming back leading it, but there's some real depth in the backfield. Yeah. There's some really good players that people don't even know about, yeah. i.e.,
1: I shot Clayton and Alex Clayton I is so fucking good, dog. He's he's the typical SEC running back. Yeah, Clayton player. is a monster. He's a monster. Dog. He's, he's a gonna monster. be straight. He's gonna be a great
0: player. I love the depth of tight end, Brady Russell, Matt Lynch, you know, the, and the other guys I don't even know about, but I know Lynch and Russell are gonna bring it every day. There's yeah. a ton of depth and versatility there. I think Rice is a fucking first round draft pick. Yeah. His last day Rice number <laughs> one, but he puts his work I follow all on Instagram and he's always fucking grinding. He seems yeah. like he's got his head on straight. Yeah. Uh, that receiving core, super deep. Shiv has done a great job with them. Shiv is on everyone's ass on offense too. Yeah. Like I, the more that I hear like, just like I was up there at football camp and shit, the, I just watch Shiv coach and the way he evaluates. So I'm like, that's my motherfucker right there. Cause he's not, he's not there to be your buddy first. Like, there's got to be mutual respect between player and coach. They did an article in the Denver Post the other day talking about, like, recruiting Colorado, and right? It's just a big narrative bring full circle. And I was like, look, it's unacceptable the way that they miss on some of these guys. But we talk about it openly. They're not finding this out in the fucking Denver Post. You yeah. know, like, it's one of my favorite things about Coach Shiv is if there's an issue, you're going to fucking know. He's going to tell you or he's going to replace you. And I respect that. That's the way the NFL is. So that's what you need up in Boulder to motivate that group. You guys are deep on the offensive line. How do you feel about your offense moving in the next year?
1: Bro? I feel confident. This is to be honest, my past season here, the, the whole offensive unit has been together. And you can kind of see that in the games. But as I've kind of developed as a player here, I've gotten closer with the guys here. You go it's a friendship with them and to the to an extent like you know that's you're gonna die you you're gonna die for the yep. that's next to you and that's kind of what will be adopted in Boulder. the thing about it is, is like once you get that rolling you can't stop it especially on our offensive line if I look to the left and I see Cole Rousseau and if I look to the right and I see Jake Wiley or Noah Fenske or Candy Ray one of those guys whoever it is whoever it is I'm gonna die for him. That's the thing about it. And that they for them to the reciprocate for me is the ultimate sacrifice. And I think with all that coinciding with everything that's an unstoppable force. And plus, if you if you can run the ball, you are going to win games. So yep. that's and we, the can, thing. Yeah, we can run the ball. And we can ball. run the damn ball. That's yeah, straight. We can put it down <laughs> your throat the entire game. <laughs> but just like one of those
0: good old pornos on porno. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> so we roll here in episode 117. My man Casey your started Jarpy Paul Buffalo's joining us. Uh I'm your host, Matt McChesney, as usual. Make sure you go to DNVR on Twitter and Instagram. Support everything they do. Uh they they have a show for damn near everything. Get down to the bar off of Colfax and support as well. It's an amazing atmosphere. The turning point starts back up in September. Uh, we're not only are we looking for some advertisers to go out and support and blow up your business uh, for the turning point, but it, it, we're going to be really diving deep into a lot of different aspects, both college and pro. So I can't wait to get that started with my girl Allie down there in the studio in September. September. Um, we were talking earlier about, you know, Vic and Dre and Dan and Chris Brown and Wayne Lucere and all these pros that I had to play against when I was at CU, that was our team. Yeah. And the, how much better they made me practice every day because you know, the starting lineup when I was a sophomore with one of the big 12 was me and Bannon and Brighton and Marcus Harris. And all four of those guys were best NFL veterans, mm-hmm. just like everybody I just talked about was the best NFL veterans. <laughs> so it's a bunch of pros going against each other every day. You guys get to line up against Lang. And fucking Nate Lamb and Carson Wells and Christian Gonzalez, Van Dees and all these guys who are pros. Yeah. They're all pros. Jalen Sam too. Jalen Samaya's a fucking animal. That guy's out there balling. I wish Mustafa would have came back, but I respect the fact that he left. I mean, you got to jump with your opportunities. (laughs) And he went to the good guys. He played for my Jets. So that's even cooler. Yeah. Um. Just talk about that defense and how fucking good they're gonna be on D, dude. Cause I know Coach Wilson as the defense coordinator. He's tinkered with a couple things up there, which
1: I dig. Um I, I think that they're gonna be the best defense in the Pac 12. Run, I real. think so. I think the biggest thing wasn't kind of the personnel standpoint. I think it was kind of the mindset standpoint yep. to where you you're we're going to fuck you up.
0: And that's, yeah. and that's Coach purpose. Summers. Coach Summers, I felt like he would, I want guys in the right place. We're going to play hard. We're going to play for each other. Not that it was bad. Not that it was bad. But it but didn't it. have that. It was more of like, okay, guys, let's go out. Let's do our job. Hey, okay, good job. Good job. Good job. And now with Coach Wilson, it's like, let's go out there and hit these motherfuckers in the mouth. Chase the okay. ball. It's time to go. Let's go. It's fucking Saturday. Those motherfuckers walked in the
1: door. It's time to hit them in the fucking team. We're better than they are. We know it. Exactly. Run power at us. We exactly. want it all day. Exactly. That's the, I think that's the mentality that we we've all about now. And I think it's that fuck you mentality. Yes, it's that like nobody's if somebody's in front of me, I'm gonna fucking fuck you up. And look, and that's man, the purpose of it. It, it, every, people wonder sometimes. Like they're
0: like, why are you so excited today? And I'm like, why aren't you? Because I ain't my fucking problems. Wrong with you, <laughs> Coach? Russell was my coach for five years. Yeah. So, like, I'm already a little fucking woohoo. And then I dashed <laughs> in his, and now it's like, wow, now you're rolling. So, with the with the talent you guys have on that squad, yeah, not to revert back to back in the fucking day, but back in the fucking day, my freshman year in 2000, wow, i old. We were three and eight, and we lost six of our eight games. We lost by, I think, two, three points that team all came back the next year we lost maybe four or five guys from the entire squad mm-hmm. and they were so motivated to go out and beat the shit out of people like the players took over you know just like trying to hold us back half the time like jesus christ this this wild animal needs to be off please yeah i think that's what's going to happen up in boulder man i mean three straight years of five and seven all the frustration last year getting to the point where like it's COVID and all the bullshit and didn't get to play in the fucking Pac-12 title game because of hypocrisy and, like, yeah. people canceling. And, like, I think that every single fucking team on that on that schedule is a target. and m doesn't come when you ready to play. It's on. Yeah. Minnesota doesn't come ready to play. It's on. I agree. SC at home. It's we've on. never beat SC it's before. On, like, come on, man. That's got to yeah. be. Yeah, that's the biggest game in Colorado history, in my opinion. Yeah. Especially when CU's gonna, you guys are gonna be fucking good going to that game. Yeah, didn't get a chance at Arizona State last year. On. Yeah. Okay, so like the the I as a fan and as a next player, I don't know if I could be
1: more excited for a football season. Talk about the defense. How much better it makes you guys. And how hard it is to deal with that. Group. I mean, right now we I I think we have the best linebacker in the nation, and that be to, to be, be able agree, to go. Maybe. And to go against him every single day in practice has been a blessing. They go against guys like Terrence Lang, Lang is a monster. He's a six foot seven, two hundred eighty five dude that can run. That's brown man. Exactly. That has a long, a long reach. You're yeah. not going to find that against another Pac-12 defender besides Thibodeau from Oregon. He's a hell. They're talking about him being a first pick in the fucking draft. Exactly. And I think to go against those guys every single day, day in and day out, and be in the trenches with them, nine on seven and inside run—that's that's one of the blessings that comes from playing back football at Colorado. Go against guys like Jalen Sammy—you're not going to find a 336 foot six, 330 pound nose guard that can move like him. But you guys—it seems
0: to me that you have all the pieces, and I understand that there's a lot of parity in the Pac-12, and I don't. I don't know if the guys that are evaluating the conference can even evaluate it correctly when they make their predictions because last year was such a clusterfuck. Yeah. The ACC and the SEC, I know you do go evaluate that. That's easy. Yeah.
1: Because the they play everybody's seasons. game. It's everybody's game. wide-ass Yeah. Wide-ass open. I mean, you could have –
0: they're projecting CU to be a three- or four-win team, first of all, it's disrespectful. But they're, they're projecting Stanford to be like a four- or five-win team. I personally think the Pac-12 title game is Stanford against CU. I agree, Why? I agree. And I know I'm a homer, but I, I'm telling you, man, from an evaluation standpoint, from the people you have returning and the narrative that's out there, when I was going into my senior year in 04, we are coming off the Katie NIVA scandal and all that bullshit that turned out to be nothing and Coach Barnett getting suspended and coming back and all that. And BG Brooks, who's a writer up in Boulder, I don't know if you know BG or not, but he, not does, really. he does a bunch of stuff. He used to be prominent when it was more newspaper rather than internet, but he predicted us to go winless, zero and twelve, and we finished eight and five and won the North. So that's kind of my point: is a lot of these guys make predictions, myself included. Uh, they they don't fucking know. They're making a prediction.
1: Well, they got it's gonna rain next Wednesday. <laughs> prediction. Well, they, they got to understand one. You have to watch the games, and two, you got to understand the scenarios within the games. Because if you just look at the if you look at the end score and you look at the box score, it doesn't tell a story. It, doesn't, it doesn't tell a story. Like you look at games like Utah and you look at games like Texas against Utah. We were up with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Against Texas, we didn't have half of our team to play. At least. At least. So, I mean, to, to be honest, we're coming back with only one missing piece, or two missing pieces, sorry, but Mustafa and Will Sherman, which are big pieces. Dude, two, two pros. Two pros. But two guys that will be replaced. That's exactly. What call, that's what calls football. Exactly. And we have the dudes to replace them. So, to, to kind of bash on that and put us at three wins, dish, in, my, in my eyes, disrespect. Well, that's good. I like the fact that we're being disrespected because I'm going to see who in the room
0: from an outsider's perspective, but who in the room is really there to turn this into what it should be? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And you're gonna disrespect us and say we're gonna win four games. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. we don't remember that. That's on the bulletin board. Exactly. Oh, uh, you
1: going to Utah? They don't think we can win it. That's on the fucking board. There's a reason why when we walk into that to our facility, there's a reason why the schedule starts from the top from the bottom to the top. Because you only get better as you go to the top. Amen. So I mean, there's a, there's a standard that we have. And it needs to be set and it needs to be achieved. And so, once we all get clicking on that, there's no stopping. What do you think about the expansion of the playoff potentially like going to 12 teams and getting
0: all the conference champions in there? And then, in, what is that? That's five. So then, seven at largest.
1: I think that's awesome, but at the same time, as long as the low, as long as the one, the the non-power fives are really given a legitimate opportunity to get in, mm-hmm. I'm with it. I'm I'm with it 100. It gives not only exposure, but it also gives it a, a sense of kind of because it's always been the same teams whenever we whenever we watch it. so good. it gives it it gives an expanse to those to the other teams that are getting in as well so it's gonna it's gonna bring a lot of competition and it's gonna bring a lot of money in as well well being on a team in college that got totally
0: jobbed out of the opportunity to play for a national title and oh i'm not saying we would have beat miami in 01. that's the best college football team we've ever seen but when you beat a team in nebraska by 30 goddamn points and then you beat texas the next week to avenge one of your two losses in the Big 12 title game, and they're third, and still don't get an opportunity to play for the NC. That, it, it, like, it scarred me. I'm still hurt by it. It's hurt by it. I know, and so I'm still scarred this year. Stop. I'm still scarred this year. We're supposed to play USC. We're supposed to play in the Pac 12 title game. Yeah. And that—that's my point. Is I think that football. I always say I say it to my guys they're constantly: football is a karma game, bro. It's going to come back around. You're, if you don't like somebody or they cheap shot at you, you're going to get another opportunity in this punk ass. Yeah. I remember Richie Incognito when he was a junior at Nebraska. Uh-huh. I We don't like each other. We never have liked each other. We used to get down in games. He's a bad motherfucker. He's a really good player. So he cheap shot the fuck out of the head by, by junior year. And his junior year, they beat us in Folsom after we beat him two years in a row. And I, I was hot. Like it was dirty stuck and it's
1: nasty on tape, and like it's embarrassing. You don't want to jazz tape like that, yeah. even if it's dirty or not.
0: So I'm like, fucking the whole offseason, that's what's motivating me. With what a woman would have played the whole game or out of season, it stuck. And then he gets suspended and he doesn't get to come back and see for Nebraska. Goes. Guess where we both end up as rookies? And then no with the Rams. Oh, with the Rams. So I end up in, in St. Louis as a as a rookie and he's ended up in st louis as a rookie and they put us right next to each other in the locker room <laughs> and then instead of like the rivalry and like oh we were hitting each other and now we're best friends no it turned into straight fuck you no fuck you every day <laughs> so, yeah you know it is what it is but that's my point like the karma of football to Oregon, oh, you actually uh, come back around so episode 117 which we're not going a change here uh coming to you from the lab over at Six uh, Zero Football Academy. Make sure you check it out at Six Academy, Six Zero Football Academy on Twitter and Instagram and then 60 footballacademy.com on the internet. Uh we can help you with any and all of your college football recruiting needs. We can help you with development and everything we do from a college athletes or a high school athlete's perspective, what we do in this room uh is undeniable number one. And it's hard to even put a price tag on it because the investment you make here and the opportunity to go play college football for free, it, it, it doesn't even, I mean, the scale is so tilted in the in the athletes' favor. If they just invest in themselves here, I will build the bridge for you to get here. For the Miller brothers, Stanford, Michigan State, Stacy and Matt Miller are doing fucking jumping decks in their house like, vacation for us no college for them haha no bills and that's the point if you can get football can help build a bridge and, and help you and your family not get job by the college the college system of pay hey, the out of us just to go to class that's the whole point so make sure you check it out 60footballacademy.com we had a great class last year from texas a and m to to fort lewis the entire game sending guys uh, ivy league with avery shows and going to princeton and kansas state Boise State, Colorado, and so on and so forth. So make sure you check that out and stop waiting for it to happen and come chase it and help build the bridge for yourself down here at six zero. Okay, uh, that's a wrap. Episode 117 is, is done. Jason, my man, thank you so much for coming down sure, and working you. today and being part of this. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody just wait for 118 and we roll. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you.